Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Do everything to understand his accomplishment. Not just to be sleeping and be whiling away time. Understand his work. I'm telling you. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Always note that. But against principalities and powers. And when it comes to the devil, forget about your rank. You can be a man of God. You can be a woman of God. You can be Pope. You can be anything. If the devil decides to get you. He was, Jesus fasted for, that scripture alone, eh, it makes me humble. After 40 days, some of, some of you, when you fast, you think this way, as we are fasting, the devil will not get through. You're a joke. <laughs> After 40 days and 40 nights, Satan came and said, guy, this is a stone. Turn it into bread. Jesus said, no. And then he carried Jesus. Did you, did you read the Bible? He, Satan carried Jesus to the, to the top there. Jesus conquered. He carried him again to the utmost. Think this devil, this is a joke. And let me give you a hint. Unfortunately, this devil has been painted wrongly to you. He doesn't behave like, huh? he doesn't behave like that. He's a gentleman. He speaks calmly, softly, angel of light. So when he's deceiving you, sometimes you don't even know. Some of you, there are messages you write on your WhatsApp. You are not the one. He told you what to write. See, you read the message and immediately you have answer. You know what to say. It's like you have a construction of what as you're writing is coming. No, okay, I'm telling you my experience. It used to happen to me. The Holy Ghost said, stop, pray. And when I, after prayer, the devil still didn't go away. As I was writing, I could literally hear two voices. I could hear him speak to tell me what to write. And I know this is that I'm writing. I'm not supposed to write. But I'm writing. And it's as if you're under dress. Like, when you finish, you even send before you think. But thank God that there's nothing left outside. Yeah. Go on, nine. 
don't worry, I'm reading the, re the rest for you. Then we go. Okay. Then he said, but we see Jesus. Who as a man lived for a short time lower than the angels and has now been crowned with glorious honor because of what he suffered in his death. So Jesus was made a little lower than angels because of the suffering. Because he entered into humanity. So he became a little lower than angels. For it was by God's grace that he experienced what? That bitterness on behalf of including the one we want to you think he's a sinner. So he must confess his sins. We don't preach to unbelievers like that. Go and tell them that whatever they have done, Jesus has already tasted you know the bitterness of death for them. So all they have to do is to believe in the one who did it for them. They are not supposed to do it themselves. Now if they say confess your sins, Master, where will you, where, where, where will you start from? For it was by God's grace by God's grace by God's grace that he experienced that bitterness on behalf of everyone. It was by God's grace God's unmerited favor for a purpose. Verse 10. For it became him by whom are all things huh? and for whom are all things in bringing many sons unto God and to make the captain of their salvation perfect through the sufferings. King James. This one's not nice, King James. For Baba, this one to your head. So that when you are praying, you pray scripture. Oh, for it became him. For whom are all things? You see, sometimes pray King James. The Rabba Baba Edos. Sometimes pray scripture. <laughs> yeah? Quote some scripture. Oh, for it became him. For whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons. When you are saying bringing, you do. In bringing many sons unto glory. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Come and see me praise John 1 16. Of his fullness I have received. Of his fullness, the fullness of Jesus. And you see me doing this as if I'm dancing. I'm not dancing. I'm, I'm, I'm removing whatever is in him. And anytime I do that, I feel, you know, an overwhelming presence over me. Look at this. For it became him. Go and listen to my message on the mystery of his will. There's a message on podcast called the mystery. Go and listen. You will understand this one. This statement was actually planned before the beginnings of beginnings. Before heaven, in fact, before eternity was created, and before heaven was created, this plan, that's when the word, the Father, the Holy Ghost sat down. And the Father says, there is the joy in my spirit. And the Father was dancing. The Son said, what is it? He said, I want to have a son. So my son can have sons. Do you know you are the son of Jesus? You see, God is our Father, but actually, your Father is Jesus. God begot Jesus. Jesus begot us. Didn't you read? 
He said, them that they were, they were yours and you gave them unto me. So he said, for it became him. For whom? For whom? Our what? And by whom? In what? Bringing ministers unto glory. There's a lot to say. Why this? Why bringing many sons unto glory? Because if you read the book of Ezekiel chapter 1, the Bible says he saw God and from his west upwards was amber, gold. Okay? And his west downwards was fire. White fire. And he saw him sitting upon the sapphire stone. Now, the color red, apart from standing for humanity, it also stands for holiness or glorification. Once upon a time, man never had, man was not glorified. Man lost the holiness in between them and God. Lost it. So Jesus, who lives in the holy God, brought holiness down. As he partook of the human, you see, the thing is red. Look at it. And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north. No, look, look for it. I think it's verse... 13 there about. He says from his here. From here, down here was red. The color red in the Bible stands for humanity. Because Adam, the meaning of Adam is the red-blooded man or the red man. And the same red in the Bible stands for holiness. How can God be in heaven and have a form of humanity and holiness tells you about his plan now you see it is holiness and humanity mixed together it tells you of a plan when men sin holiness was departed it departed from men there was none holy again can you see that so when Jesus came he came to restore holiness unto men it's called sanctification it's called sanctification. So how do I know that? Go back to the verse 10. I don't have time to get into this one, Ezekiel. If you have the message on the, the red man, the blue man, and the purple man, is, is there. Look at it. So he said, for it became him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Okay? Then in the next verse. That is where he, he released the holiness unto us. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are are all of for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. They are their force. So though we are human, we are in the human flesh, we have received God's holiness. As holy as God is, that is who we are. If you remember your scriptures very well, I taught you by the grace of God that the first time holiness was mentioned, it was mentioned with respect to sanctification. Anytime somebody is sanctified, it means the person is made holy. Is that, is that okay? That is why the opposite of holiness is not sin. Because when holiness was mentioned, sin hadn't come. Is that okay? Yes, 
Genesis chapter 3, verse 2. Just for those who... Alright, let's read one go. And did what? Because... Show us any other translation. NLT amplified. He sanctified it. God blessed, spoke good of the seventh day. Set it apart as his own. And what? Hallowed it. Because on it, God rested from all his work which he had created. NLT. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it the first time. So holiness means sanctification or setting apart. And I'm telling you, when God mentioned holy, sin had not entered the world yet. Sin entered the world in chapter 3. That is why holiness cannot be the opposite of sin. Because holiness was not... <laughs> Can you see that? The opposite of holiness is what? It's righteousness. No, the opposite of sin is righteousness. Oh, there's a lot to say. And he rested. Hmm. Okay, Hebrews, go on. Let me read it fast. So, the sons that he brought into glory, he sanctified them. And anytime God sanctifies anything, it becomes his bona fide property. And then he calls that thing holy. Now, in other words, sanctification actually also means choosing. And the word choosing actually also means highly favored. So when a man is sanctified, the man is highly favored. Why? Because the man now becomes God's own personal property. How can you not be highly favored? That is what he said about Mary. He said, thou, thou uh, highly favored amongst women because God chose her for that purpose. Not because she was holier than anyone. It was because God selected and chose her. And today, the Bible says about you. Quote it for me. Quote it for me. Ye are a chosen generation. So you are a chosen generation. So you are a sanctified generation. You are highly favored. That is why we don't pray for favor. Because your selection alone is on the grounds of favor. That is why of his fullness, John 1.16 amplified, of his fullness, you have received grace for grace, favor upon favor, blessings upon blessings, gifts. For out of his fullness, abundance, we have all received, all had a share, and we were all supplied with one grace, after another spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessings and even favor upon favor and gift heaped upon gift of his fullness why upon his fullness because the day Jesus was raised from the dead that is the day he was sanctified and chosen so instead of praying and say Lord sanctify me Lord prepare me you rather say of his fullness I have received Say, I see favor work for me. 
the favor that will work for you is not coming from outside. It is something you have already received with you. Please make life. Maybe you don't understand. The reason why Jesus did all these things is in reference to the uh, Genesis chapter 2 verse 3. He said when he sanctified, he rested. When you are born again and you are sanctified and you are chosen, you are supposed to rest. Stop praying. Oh, Father, favor me. Lord, 2023, favor me. Let your favor locate me. When you have already been located. So instead of wasting time praying for favor that is not outside there. You say of his fullness I have received. Thank God I have received. Oh, I walk in this favor. I walk in this favor. Even if you say I walk in this favor, there is a mindset you have that the thing is with you and it's coming out. But when you say, oh Lord, favor me, you are asking for something you don't even know about. You are just saying what people say. Favor me, Lord. Favor me. And I keep asking people, when it happens, how would you know? What is favor? Favor is called beauty in the spirit. Favor actually means that when you don't deserve, you don't deserve, God brings somebody and says, take care of him. (laughs) You don't. Now, did you ever hear Jesus going from house to house begging for food or anything? He walked in favor. Somebody says, come to my house and eat. Somebody says, come and sleep in my house. So, look, even when he was about to die, let me show you the, the excellency of favor. And I'll show you, I was showing, we were praying this down, I was telling them. The reason why he said, favor upon favor is for a reason. Jesus, when he was about to die, he said, go, there is a cult that is tied. He said, go and bring him to me. When they ask you, mention my name. There is a level of favor where your presence is not needed. Your name alone is better. You must be so saturated with the favor that is inside of you. So that when you are gone, your children's children's children begin to have doors open for them because of your favored name. Jesus said, go. When they ask you, say, the master needs it. When they went, they were taking it. They said, hey, why are you taking it? He said, the master Jesus needs it. The man says, then take it away. He said, go to the upper room. Go and prepare the place. When they ask you, say, the Lord wants to have a party there. Jesus was not there, but his name gave him that. Now I will explain. Favor are in levels. The more you enjoy the fullness of favor in Christ, the more you increase in favor. So see, favor can open this door for you to come in. But when you come in, you will sit at the back. You might never sit at the high table. You are in, but you are not seated here. But when you enjoy favor upon favor, you come in and they bring you. Can you see that? So you see, when people are praying for favor, they don't even have an idea of what they are talking about. You are praying as if you are not even favored already. You you are praying as if you have not entered into the place of favor at all. For all you know, you have been working in some favor. It only opened a door, but it never placed you. So you change your prayer. Say, Lord, thank God I have received the favor that make me sit with great men. Thank
thank God I have received a favor that makes me sit with mighty men. You see, then your prayer topic is different. Because as you are saying, oh Lord, favor me, which one? Is it still the door? So he said, favor upon favor. Grace. If the upon is not important, you know, when he has said everything, he explained what the upon means. It means heaped. Grace heaped upon grace. That's why he said, much more. How much of the grace you can take is what will work for you. So you are working in the first level of grace. You will be tired. You need a refreshing of grace. And how do you receive grace? We don't receive grace by praying. We don't receive grace by Ayapata. Lord, I receive grace. We don't receive grace by prayer. We receive grace by study. It said, grace and peace be multiplied unto you in the knowledge of Jesus Christ and of God. The more you stay in the word, the more grace is multiplied. The more grace is multiplied. The more you are hearing me teaching and you are not sleeping and tired, the more grace is multiplied. No, I'm telling you, you can go to church, receive grace, you receive grace. You realize that the same level, nothing happens. It just refreshes you in the level one. But in life, we don't stay in level one. We move up. Even in the world, they say from grass to grace. So the believer, you don't start your life in Brazil. You start from grace to grace. Maybe grace one to grace thousand. You keep moving up the ladder of grace. You are studying the word. You are listening to the word. Look at it. Grace and peace be multiplied. Grace and peace be multiplied. Maybe you are at work. You don't have peace of mind. Prayer will solve it. Get into the word. You will receive the inner stability. The, you know, see, peace does not mean out... Um, it doesn't mean you are devoid of problems. Peace means in the midst of problems, you have an inner stability. Can you see that? That's what Jesus, that's why he was sleeping in the boat. When the storms were raging, he was sleeping. Peace. The same applies to joy. My, my book is coming, you will get it. Joy. Joy is not happiness. Some of you, every day you are happy. Sometimes you are happy, sometimes you are not happy. When things are working for you, you are happy. When things are not working, you are not happy. But when a man is full of joy, whether things are okay or not, the man still has joy. How do you receive joy? Through prayer? No. Through the fellowship of the Holy Ghost. Every day you are fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Because there is joy inside. Please, joy is not like happiness. Oh. You won't feel like something is exciting inside. Can I explain to you? You are so used to happiness. <laughs> you know? You know, if I, if I give you some thousand dollars right now, 
You see? <laughs> this one is not fatal. Oh. It's, it's happiness, I think. You know, you, you can roll here. You can be rolling on the floor here. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Hey. Joy is not like that. Joy is not like that. Happiness is limited. The same thing that made you happy will make you cry. Easy. Joy. In the midst of trials, of tribulation, in the midst of persecution, in the midst of tough times, you, you will not be doing hey, hey, oh. It's like the thing that is happening there, like encounter. That's joy. Like encounter. Like you piano and It's like taking a cup and pushing it underwater. You know, you are pressing the thing, but when you leave the cup, you what? That's joy. That's joy. And the Holy Ghost is the one that gives that. Rejoice again, I say. Rejoice. That statement, oh, is you. That statement means you were once joyful. Do it again. It means rejoy. Rejoy. Get your joy up again, ladies and gentlemen. Stop, you see. Joy is found in the spirit. Joy is not in the flesh. Happiness is of the flesh. The reason why you must fellowship every time. Oh, when you are done. Sometimes you want to be angry. But it's not coming. <laughs> Has it happened to you before? Like you have to put the, the anger inside. You pull it. Like you want to be. Like you put the thing in until it gets in. If you leave it out there. Joy keeps it out for you. Can you see here again? Saying what? Unto. Hey! For it became him. For whom are all things and by whom are all things. In bringing many sons unto glory. And to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. And he that sanctifieth. And they who are sanctified are of one. And he's not therefore he's not ashamed to call them what identical twins from the same womb. Now look at it, sons, identical twins. The next one he says, Now I'm declaring your name unto them. He called them my brethren. Even though you are the son of Jesus, he doesn't call you son, he calls you brethren. Oh, that is humility. In the midst of the church. Will I sing praise unto thee? <laughs> and again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God. Can you see it now? So you are Jesus' children. Okay. Churches, and when it comes to church, God and Jesus, we don't say the churches of God. The church of God, but the churches of Christ. Christ is identified with the local churches. God is identified with them as one. That is why he wrote to the seven churches. 
Because the book of Revelation is not for John. So it's not called John the Revelator. Look at Revelation chapter 1 verse 1. I don't know where the people learn these things from. The whole thing is about revelation of Jesus. Not John the Revelator. It's not about John. It's about Jesus. The revelation about Jesus. To show unto his servant things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent, you know, and so on and so forth. He sent it unto who? Unto John. So it's not called John the Revelator. The book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ. The book of Hebrews is about Jesus Christ. You know why God will be with me so strong? Because I'm always making a case for Jesus. Yeah. Alright, let's read quickly. For as much then as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same that through death he might that what? Okay, I don't know if you are seeing something I'm seeing. He didn't have death. He had the power. How do you understand it? He doesn't control death. But he knows what to do to empower death. He will charge you with sin. He will charge you with guilt. He will charge you. And when you are charged, death comes for you. Don't you understand? The wages of sin. And the one that brings sin is the devil. So, he says that he has the power of death. So, when Jesus restored and died for us, Satan's accusations against you. The Bible says the handwriting against you was blotted out. Which means there's no charge against you any longer. Which means death is not empowered over you. Now, when that one happened, now God handed the death himself to you. That's why he said, all things are yours now. He said, death. He didn't say the power of death. For the devil, he said the power of death. Am I helping you? So, he came into the flesh. So, he can destroy. Why? Because, see, Satan is powerful through the flesh. He is only powerful through the flesh. How do I know that? Satan sin in heaven, right? Please listen to this. It's like Apostle, Apostle, Apostle Joshua Seman will say, it's powerful. <laughs> he said, listen to this. Very, very powerful. Satan sinned in heaven. So sin had come into the existence. But sin couldn't enter into the world. Satan is not so powerful to bring, introduce sin into the world. So what did he do? He came to take a man so that man can pull sin into the world so he can continue it. Can you see that? So the Bible says that through one man, sin entered the world. Not through the devil. The guy is not powerful like that. So the power of Satan, the power of death has been destroyed. Do you believe that? So why does the devil now scare you with a power that doesn't exist. So something happens to you, you know, then he will make you think you will die. He's showing you funeral. He will even cause somebody to have a dream and said, I saw you in a dream. You were dead. Laugh. Ask them with which power. 
Don't you know the power has been switched? The power of death has been destroyed. Please believe it. Look, here he didn't say Satan. He said Diabolos. Why why do you think he said Diabolos? Because he's the one that will scare you with death. Death. Diabolos means the one that hates, you know. Please, do you understand this? Is it too technical? You should understand why he won't use Satan. But he will use devil. Because he's trying to tell you something. In the next verse, you will see. Go on. And deliver them who through fear. So you see why you use devil? So it's the one that put you will die. You will die. You will die. And what happens? Fear. Fear of death. But now Jesus has come. You know, when I say these things, I frown. He has come to destroy that power of death. There's no more fear. No, don't be afraid of death. The day you start being afraid of death, you are trying to say, Jesus never conquered the power of death. Listen, let them put you on, on stretcher. Let them carry you. Let them separate your body. You tell them, I can't die. Ah. How do you think you build your faith? You build your faith on these revelations. If Jesus destroyed it, he has destroyed it. Fear of death can no longer hold me bondage. Because once upon, and there are some people, Christians today, because of ignorance, even when they are sick of malaria, and they are sick in dawn, something is happening, they know they will die. Their heart is beating. <laughs> Let that be the last thing you ever think of. Because if, you see, because death is the last killer. Not Satan. But today, that death belongs to you. Okay, think about it this way. It's like, you, God giving you the sun, yet it can't burn you. Hello? Hi. Do you understand? Yes, God has given you the sun. The sun that once upon a time you couldn't look. You have to wear dark. Now God has broken the race and its power. And he has given you the shining star. Uh, sun. So you are holding the sun. It's glowing and everything, but it cannot burn you. So he said, all things are yours. Life, death. Death now belongs to you. Because the power of death has been destroyed. It's like a lion whose teeth has been removed. So you can play with the lion. Put your hand in the mouth. The power of a lion is the teeth. But today there's no teeth. Can I show you? I'll show you scripture. Can I show you scripture? Psalm 3. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Two. You know it's a song. For thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. Many that be we say of my soul, there is no hell for him in God. They are liars. Look, he says, Selah. Think about that nonsense. <laughs> Three, let's go. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of my head. Uh huh. I cried unto the Lord with my voice. This is typical of David. Every day crying. I cry unto the Lord with my. Today you don't cry. You say, Get out. 
and he led me out of his holy hill. Selah. Go on. I laid me down and slept. I awaked for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of the ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me run about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast Have chi? Do you have, do you have chi? Yeah. Anybody has chi Bible on your phone? You have chi? Read, read here in chi. I say what bon wana budget na was singing na tutu. Check me when I'm standing. I read chi because I want to have better understanding. You think I just read engagement Bible? Jimmy Jimmy now, This doesn't excite you. So they are saying, I'll bite you. Hey, hey. 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 Hey, the enemy you have. You think you, think you are in a great battle, B.O. You think you are in a great battle. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Raymond Knight, at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on Friday at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Frenessa service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-Eljedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-Eljedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-27510080. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org you were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed Name, victory.